throughout the nation and around the globe. From his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights. I am your host, Dear James, and my incredibly fabulous co-host, the Lady Jacqueline, is again off this week. She will be returning to join with us and offer human design guidance and wisdom next week in the coming weeks. So, ooh, what an amazing show we have today. Um, the energies, I, I, I don't know about all of you. So, and again, as you're joining us uh, live, Please put into the comments um, that you're joining us, say hello, where you're joining from so that we can see you. And, and throughout the broadcast, I will be taking your questions live, offering you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions, answering any questions or comments that you may have about the current energies and how they're impacting us. And we will move through this. It just I just literally saw one, two, three, and it's like, yes, we will be moving through this new beginnings energy um, together. So there's a lot to cover. It is an action-packed show. And so I'm going to just jump in and get to it. However, again, as you're joining us live, give us a shout out in the comments. Let us know that you're joining. And if you have any questions, please, by all means, whether you're joining from Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube or Twitter, just put in your comments, and I'll address them throughout the uh, the broadcast. So first and foremost, and greetings, hello, Alicia. Thank you for joining us. Um, first and foremost, this energy, there's this repeat from the previous week. And as the Lady Jacqueline and I have been talking about throughout these shows, if you've been joining us from the very beginning, about 32 shows now, there is this beautiful story being woven, being brought to our attention, to the forefront. And last week was 7-6-2022, and we had this theme of 13s. This theme duplicates, amplifies, if you will, this week, because it is 7-13-2022. So the 7 and 2022, the 6, we have the 13s. We have the day as the 13. And then we have this amplification. The 7 and the 13 become a 20. And we're going to talk about hexagram 20, but we're going to talk about these energies amplifying. And this, the, the overall theme is purifying release. And we're going to speak about that, the way they are bringing this to our attention. And I'm going to, I'm going to be bouncing a little bit, so bear with me. I'm going to bring in the Yijing, the hexagrams. We're going to bring in the Sabian symbols. And we're going to bring in what the unseen gave me. And all of this, you will see, ties to this theme, this amplifying moment and theme of purifying release. And what they mean by that is the purifying of the ego, of the the ego, the mind, because ultimately it is the element we all need. And let me just clarify really quickly. We all need a healthy ego, a healthy mind, healthy mind, body, ego, and so forth. Yes. And with that, 
and we can also yet see that it is the ego. It is the it is the layers. It is what's considered or what's what's called in the hexagram dust or red dust. And you can see how the ego plays this major role in how we perceive things. So it's in our judgments, it's in our attachments, it's in the lens by which we say yes or no. It is literally the mechanism that's first. It is it is the in our current paradigm, the ego is driving. The soul is maybe last. <laughs> and the emotion comes second. It's kind of like first, second, third. So the first is the ego, you know, the mind, the ego. The second is the emotion. And sometimes they're intertwined and they, you know, go back and forth. And then the soul is almost like it's absent, like we've forgotten about it. And in the in the new, it's where the soul leads, but the soul leads in the sense that the the mind, the ego mind, the personality, the soul, and our emotions, the heart, Trinity, they they operate as one. So there's no longer any separation or disenfranchisement between them. They are they are cooperating with the soul at the at the top of the pyramid at the top of the triangle the pyramid and so in order to arrive there in order to get there we've got to cleanse the palate so to speak we've got to purify cleanse the ego because it's for for far too long it's been leading it's been driving and and yes it does so because it believes it's keeping us safe and so forth and yet it drowns out the purity of our being, the purity of our essence, our greatness, our goodness. It gets drowned out by the ego. Um, and so, because often you'll know, you'll listen and you'll see that people will say, I knew to do or I knew not to, I didn't listen. And when they say that, it's an internal, I didn't listen. They may be verbally saying it out loud, but what they mean is, I knew, I had a knowing. That's the soul. I knew, and I didn't, or I did, because the ego over uh, overrode everything. So there's this really beautiful theme here about the purifying release, the purifying of the ego, so as to. And I've got the Lady Jacqueline in my head. She just pops in, and and it's okay, James. Bring it home and bring it down so that people so that it's literal and practical. How is this going to impact us? It's going to impact us in the way we allow. And, and it's going to, you know, it will naturally occur. So when, when there's a higher act, a higher force, a higher energy that occurs, we experience things. And then we also tangibly experience things by our willingness. And you've heard us talk a lot about allowing. How quickly do we allow? How quickly do we adapt? How quickly do we move to, through things? Um, which free will, choice, all of those good things. So this is, so place in the comments if you're, if you're resonating, if you're, 
If you're following along right now with me, that yes, you understand that there is a purifying release. This is a moment because the greater arc of this moment is deliverance, being delivered to a new way, being delivered to. And right now, you know, you you could be saying, "Oh, dear James, wow, have you have are you not watching the news?" <laughs> Remember, there's chaos, and out of the chaos is calm, is renewal, is deliverance. So yes, there is, because there's a crescendoing effect, there is a, the the old order, the old way doesn't want to release, the ego mind doesn't want to let go of control. And yet it's an illusion, it's a fallacy. We are the guest at the banquet, we are not the host. Just as the soul is the host. The personality is the guest. The ego is the guest. But in essence, we've had it flipped. We've had it, we've been operating in this illusion that, no, I do these things and my I, 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 me, 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 me. And that, and we can see, you know, that's that old phrase, you know, hey, and how's that working out for you? We can see the results. Remember they said last week, we're witnessing the reflection of our own making. That own making is the ego making, the personality making, not the soul making. Because the soul has, you know, been left behind. So, and yet, it's arriving right on time. It never left us. It's been ever present. It's been ever patient. And, and it's just a game-changing moment. So I just wanted to give a shout-out to Vicky. Um, joining us and Elizabeth joining us from Paris. Welcome everyone. And again, as we're as I'm sharing all of these messages with you, put in the comments what's resonating. If you have questions, we're going to take them throughout. And if you have direct personal questions that you want uh, intuitive guidance on, put that in in the comments, and I'll take them throughout the show. So let me just put my specs on. Let me get serious here for a minute. I'm I'm just kidding, but so. I want to talk, I'm going to go to the, they gave me four things, and I'm going to go to the, the last thing so as to set the stage for the moment that we're in. And you'll remember, I think maybe two shows ago, two or three shows ago, the Lady Jacqueline mentioned that she had watched a video that was talking about this upcoming stellium, and, and a stellium is a grouping of planets in one sign at one degree or within, within, you know, orb, meaning really tight, less than five degrees. So Mars, Uranus, and the North Node are going to be conjunct. Um, they're going to meet up roughly at 18 degrees Taurus, Taurus being an Earth sign, and the North Node, where we're going. And this occurs, depending on where you are, it can happen on the same day. It's going to, they'll literally be exact, meaning all at the same degree on the 31st of July into the 1st of August. But it's going to be, and depending again where you are in time zone around the, around the globe, it can happen all on the 31st or it can be the 31st slash 1st. This specific conjunction within this specific degree has not occurred since the time of Alexander the Great. This is what the Lady Jacqueline was speaking to. What's significant about that? When you look back and you read history, 
Alexander the Great was one was an individual who brought about massive world change. He linked continents together, cultures together by, and yes, it was done by um, conquering, if you will. Um, however, what it did was it set the stage for the next three centuries, 300 years. When we look then at the Sabian symbols that go along with these, this degree, I'm going to read to you from, and the Sabian symbols were done by Dane Rudyer. They were actually um, produced back in San Diego and Balboa Park, um, 40s, 50s, 1940s, 50s, um, by a woman who channels Elsie Wheeler and this gentleman, drawing a blank on his name. Anyways, Dane, Dane Rudyer modernized them, enhanced them, if you will. So to not get lost, let's jump in here. So what, and when you use the Sabian symbols, you look at the degree that something astrologically is happening and you would advance it one degree. So you're looking, so really this is all happening at 18 degrees Taurus. Well, we're going to look at 19. But what I want to show you is Taurus 18 first. And it says, a woman airing an old bag through the open window of her room. The keynote is the cleansing of the ego consciousness. I mean, you can't make this stuff up if you tried. <laughs> and it says, in this third stage of the present sequence, the first two stages should be considered background. The traditional teachings concerning man's nature are somehow reconciled with the youthful enthusiasm that sees in every problem of growth an issue between the good and the bad. The symbol suggests that the real enemy is within the mind. It is the ego and its attachment to possessions. And remember, we often speak about, you know, the definition of a suffering, attachment. The thing that's blocking us, the thing that keeps us from moving forward when the soul knows, but the ego says, no, 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 I'm afraid, or it's not going to happen, or you're going to get hurt. It's always the ego. The soul, the, the soul is true north. It can never not be true north. It knows. It's a knowing. The ego, we often talk about, well, it'll lie, steal, cheat, barter, you know, negotiate, delay, procrastinate. It will do whatever it can because it wants to keep itself, us, you, safe. The mind, shown in the likeness of a bag, now empty and needing to be aired in the sunlight. But the window must first be opened and the bag emptied. So again, allowing. We're in this moment where, and the wind, spirit, higher force. This we were talking about in a few shows ago about how this feminine, the return of the divine feminine, this all-powerful force. It's not like genie in the bottle. We're not to encapsulate it, try to hold on to it, or to allow it to move through us, permeate us. So this wind, an open window, we got to open the window, the bag, the ego, we got to purify, we got to empty it out, we got to air it out, clean it out. The phrase, cleansing the doors of perception, has become well known of late. But even more to be cleansed is the container of perceptual images, meaning 
the ego mind. The key word for this degree is purification. And they're talking about a purifying release. So you can see here that here's 18 degrees, Taurus. It's about the emptying out of, the literally the cleansing of attachment, possession, perception. It is about letting go of that. And again, remember, free will and choice. You have, you know, we, we've talked all along about 2022 being a six-year conflict. Are you in opposition to it? Are you in conflict with that? Or are you in, in alignment with destiny? Are you in, in an act of destiny with it? Are you, are the arc moves forward? And so you're going to be in one of two camps. <laughs> the choice is yours. They keep saying, don't be late to the party. The party is this renewal, this purifying release. So as to receive what's new, what's unseen. What, but in order to do that, we got to empty our bag. We got to empty our, our egos, our minds, our personalities. We've got to make space. So let's move in then to literally the, the Sabian symbol for this moment that we're talking about. It's, it's Taurus 19, and it says, a new continent rising out of the ocean. And the ocean, of course, is spirit. It's the, it's the all of the all. So it's not literally the ocean as we, but it's what is birthed from the ocean, meaning spirit, source. The keynote is the surge of new potentiality after the, cry, uh, the crisis. And we were just talking about chaos all the chaos that's happening around us. Well, this crisis, this moment, this crescendoing moment, and which way are you going? And are you arriving at the party? And don't be late for the party. Show up at the beginning, show up on time, so as to receive the whole benefit, the whole gift. And it says, the symbol need hardly, hardly be commented upon. When the mind has been emptied, and light has been called upon to purify the consciousness freed from its attachment and contaminations. A new release of life can emerge out of the infinite ocean of potentiality. The virgin space, what will it be used for? Because this is the fourth stage symbol, we find in it a suggestion of how to approach whatever new phase of life has been not only hoped for, but actually confirmed. The technique is simply to allow the infinite potential to operate in unconstrained spontaneity. This means to have reached a state in which the conscious, rational ego is no longer a controlling factor. I could mic drop this moment and just leave. <laughs> I was really, to be very honest with everyone, I was really nervous about today's show because I knew there was this boom, double, boom, this kind of double rainbow. And I was looking and I said, what are the, you know, the numbers are repeating in a sense. And yet they are, but again, contained within the, the, the one is the greater, is the more. And then this very clear purifying release theme came out and you can see it here it's literally tied 
to what's going to happen astrologically. We're in it. It will be exact at the end of this month of July. The ripple effect, though, we're in the, you know, we're building. It's that crescendo, that wave we've been talking about. And so built into this moment, and, and lastly, just to give you a peek, you know, let's look behind the veil and see where it's going. Sabian symbol 20 degrees of Taurus with wisps of wing-like clouds streaming across the sky. The keynote is the awareness of spiritual forces at work. The awareness, becoming aware of the unseen, of things, of more. And while I know that can sound fanciful and, you know, against, and certainly against the backdrop of, be childlike, suspend these things, this the mind, the ego, suspend the perceptions, the beliefs, the dogma, the blocks. Cleanse them. Allow to just, you know, it's Jesus take the wheel, Carrie Underwood, Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> take your hands off the wheel. So as to make space, so as to allow. Um, it says, any emergence of life potentialities from the depth of the vast unconsciousness is answered by the spiritual activity of superconscious forces in a cosmic kind of antiph antiphony. The individual has taken a new step in their evolution. I'm sorry, the individual who has taken a new step in their evolution should look for the signature in quotes, the signature of divine powers confirming their progress. So here we have an affirmation and a confirmation of the individual who has taken a new step. That, that speaks directly to free will. You have made a choice to take a new step in your evolution, and thereby you should be looking for the signature in quotes, the signature of divine powers confirming your progress. Signs, synchronicities. We did, the Lady Jacqueline and I did this show on, on the science and the soul about signs, synchronicities. But literally, you know, the word I'm getting is apparitions, these things coming to us that we haven't seen before that will present themselves. It says, it may reveal the meaning of what is to come next. The wing-like clouds may also symbolize the presence of celestial beings, divas or devas, angels, blessing and subtly revealing the direction to take, the direction of the wind of destiny. The wind, spirit, source, the unseen. Remember, it's coming through like, like wind. It's to permeate. It's to, we are not to try to encapsulate it, hold on to it, but allow it to move with us, through us. But here it's the direction of the wind of destiny. This is the fifth stage of the tenth fivefold sequence. It concludes a process, having experienced which the individual should find themselves more securely established in their own original nature, receiving the blessings of supernatural forces. 
So it concludes a process having experienced which the individual should find themselves more securely established in their original nature. What that means is we're back to, we're, we're, we're more aligned in tune with our original nature, our divine selves, our soul source connection. We are no longer um, denied, separated from it. And so here it is, this beautiful, um, it concludes that so that we receive this and then we receive these blessings. So that in and of itself, I mean, is just, for me, it's, I'm in awe of the intricacies of this interweaving, this beautiful story being um, presented to us, interwoven, uh, and realizing the intricacy. Because when you look at all of these things, the themes, the theme is the same. So when we look at the, the hexagrams, 20 and 40, boom, double boom, 20, 40, double rainbows. These pieces, double 13s, these two weeks that we're talking about where there, there's a continuing and a crescendo, an amplifying, a doubling, 20, 40. You'll see, and this is the same theme, and then the theme that was coming through, because they give me the theme. They give me the information and then I go research. That's how I do this. I don't go and see what the symbols are and what the hexagrams are and then build the story. They give me the story and then I go. So this is where you can't you can't make up the interweaving of the of the theme of the story. So the first thing they said and again if you have questions, comments, direct questions for yourselves Place them in the comments as we're moving throughout the broadcast, and I'm going to continue. I will address them, and I'll continue to share with you. So the first thing they said was a major churning, hyphen turning, of events, of epic, E-P-O-C-H, meaning period of time, of epic proportion, proportions. And then... I immediately, and I'm going to bring it up on the screen for you all, I immediately saw the, the Wheel of Fortune and the World card. And I want to go to, I'm going to just go here quickly to tell you about these two. So the World card came in first, and it was the two of them. And it. If I can bring it up here on my screen, I will get to it. There we go. Let me bring this down and over. So, actually, if I can get it to the right one, I apologize. Bear with me. I'm juggling screens here. I've got so much information up. It's a little bit crazy. So, the Wheel of Fortune came up first and then the World card. And the Wheel of Fortune is the 10th card in the Major Arcana. And in this card, we see a revolving wheel, which represents the wheel of life. And each corner of the card, we see four winged creatures sitting upon clouds. These creatures represent the four elements of the minor arcana. The meaning of the card is a common aspect to most interpretations of this card within a reading is to introduce an element of change in the querent's life, such change being in station, position, or fortune. 
So we can see that it is about the wheel of fortune. The wheel of life is turning. It denotes change. It's ushering in change. The next card comes, and it's the world card. It's the 21st card of the Major Arcana. It's the last card of the Major, or the final card of the Major Arcana in the Tarot. And it depicts a naked woman hovers or dances above the earth, holding a staff in each hand, surrounded by a green wreath, being watched by various creatures. The world represents an ending to a cycle of life, a pause in life before the next big cycle, beginning with the fool. The fool card, each of us is the fool. We allow, we surrender, we release attachments and perceptions and all these things, and we, we go about as we're guided. 17. And by the way, today, when you add up the numbers, 7, 13, 20, 22, it becomes a 17. Hexagram 17 is about follow, be led. Follow meaning listen to your soul source connection. One and seven become eight, infinity, eternity. So you can see the, the ongoing element of our, of our forces, of ourselves. So here is this, and it says, it is an indicator of a major and inexorable change of tectonic breath. What did they say? A major churning, hyphen, turning of events of epic proportions. So here we have these two cards, the Wheel of Fortune and the World card. Change, the changing of events, the changing of the guard. Change, and this, this new cycle, one cycle ending, another beginning, the fool begins the journey, and it's an indicator of these tectonic changes. So, and they're positive. These are both beautiful positive cards. Um, and you can see them. They're up on the screen. I'm going to come back to. Um, so this, this denotes these beautiful, this moment in time that we're talking about that's going to have epic proportion that's going to change. It's going to change us. It's going to change the world. Now, how do we use this in our daily lives? It's all well and good to hear about it and hear Dear James and the Lady Jacqueline talk about it and so forth. How do I apply it? How you apply it is, allow, again, allow. Keep allowing. You can see if, if you, my arms couldn't get any wider if I tried. Being open, absolutely open to the change. Not getting caught up in the chaos that is surrounding us, that's around us. That's on the peripheral. When you think of like the, the tilt-a-whirl at the carnival or the fair, you know, you're strapped to the outside. <laughs> it starts spinning in a circle and the floor starts undulating and moving and dropping out from underneath of you. For some, they love it. For me, I get violently motion sick and illness, you know, ill. The safe part is in the eye, is in the center. That's the centrifuge. That's the center. That's where it's still. So not being caught up. If you find yourself, because it's going to be ego, mind, it's personality, judgment, judgment, attachment. These are the things that are going to keep you in chaos. Hugging the outside of this craziness that's going on. Versus 
the allowing, the releasing of the ego, the purifying, the emptying of the handbag, so as to let the new, the spirit, the wind, usher you in, or, because we're talking about deliverance here. We're talking about being delivered to the new. That's how we arrive there. No matter what it looks like on the outside, the thing that matters is what, how it looks on the inside. How are you operating internally? That's big. And one A that came with this, they were alternating this time between numbers and letters. So it was one and then A. A is a time to lessen, meaning lighten, lessen, but then they also L-E-S-S-E-N, and then they also lessen, L-E-S-S-O-N, to learn. So a time to lessen one's grip on reality, and a time to lesson, learn about one's grip. How were, what are you doing? How are you advancing or not? How are you moving through? How are you perceiving reality? Because we have a changing point. We have this major churning, turning of events, epic of epic proportions. It's the Wheel of Fortune. It's the World card and a time to lesson. Take, take your hands off the wheel to lesson, and lesson is in to learn. Remember, we're, we're witnessing the reflection of our own making. So to see one's reality. If we don't like, if you don't like what you see, change it. Change. Choose to do these things that they're presenting that will usher in, that will usher you, deliver you to a new era, a new way of being. Otherwise, you're holding on tight to the old way. You're cleaving to it, and the old way's gone. It's over. It may look like it's still viable and there, but it, it's going down. <laughs> and you don't want to be at that party. That's, that's not the winning party, so to speak. So uh, I just want to bring in Elizabeth's comment. She said, I've had nervous energy this week, kind of like fighting my will to let go. I thought it was the moon. Instead of meditating to meet my source connection, I'm finding it easier to just listen. Yes. One of the most beautiful things for Elizabeth, for everybody listening. There's no right, wrong, or indifferent. And one of the first things that comes in is don't force it. Allow. Hands off the wheel. Listen. Not to the chatter, not to the chaos, not to the ego mind, the personality, the attachments, the perceptions, the uh, you know, the, the possessions, all that stuff. No. Then you're upstairs, you know, you're in the chatter, you're in the chaos. What they're saying to me is, but to passively listen is to be the most empowered. So to passively listen is to release all. It is to cleanse, to, to clear out the handbag, cleanse, release. Maybe I've been so caught up in a perception, in a belief, in a way that I'm blocking myself from really seeing the truth and thereby, as Elizabeth just articulated, because it is an amplified time. The other thing, of course, is don't forget, 
today, literally in, a, in an hour and a half, a little bit, it's a 10 something mountain time. We're having a super moon. It's a Capricorn full moon. It's a super moon. It's known as the buck moon. Um, and of course, full moons just on their own are a big deal. They're emotion. They bring, or they bring out, you'll see a lot of crazy happen when there's full moons. This is a super moon, meaning it's the closest in its orbit to Earth. So it's going to look amplified. We're talking about amplified energies. And then it's a buck moon. So look at the beauty of buck. The buck, you know, the, the stag, the buck. It's a buck moon. So it has, you know, this kind of formidableness to it. It has strength, courage. It also has honor, integrity, purity. So again, how are we interacting with this energy? And that happens today. That's literally happening today. So it's an action-packed week while we're also building, amplifying to this energy that happens to this astrological event that happens. First time since 300 and something BC. I mean, uh, crazy bill. Or I'm not BC. BC, AD. 346. It's in that neighborhood. I'm, I'm trying to remember AD or BC. <laughs> Alexander the Great. This time frame. That's a long time. And look, that moment in time set the stage again for three centuries, 300 years. And we're, we're coming, the wheel, wheel of fortune, the world card, we're coming back around. And they've said this to us many times. We're going back to where we began, but an octave higher. We're going to release the old. We're going we're gonna to release what didn't work. We're going to integrate the mind, the soul, and the, and the, the heart, the ego, the heart, the mind, the soul. They're going to integrate like a trigram. But they're going to operate as one. They will not be disconnected. It'll, it'll be like you just know. It's a knowing. And then you'll be aware. You'll be consciously aware of the fact that in the knowing, your mind isn't separated or isn't in conflict with your emotion, your heart, and your soul. It's integrated. It's moving as one force. Where before, we've been in conflict. They've been in conflict. Head, heart, soul. They were in conflict. Moving forward, they're going to come together as one. Oh, thank you, Alicia. Alexander the Great was born in 356 BC. There we go. It was the BC. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. So you can see, but it set the tone for three, three centuries, 300 plus years. And it, what did it do? It changed the world and it integrated things. It advanced things. The manner at that time may not have, you know, may have even been barbaric to our standards today. Were they then? One could say and argue yes. However, the point, the moral and the point is that it advanced the entire world. It changed the world. And that's what's playing out here. So again, going back to Elizabeth's comment, this is the piece. Don't force things. Don't think that you're, you're not late, you're right on time. No matter where you start, no matter what time or what moment you say to yourself, got it. Okay, I'm going. And I'm, I'm going this way. And I'm going to be on time to the party. And I'm going to flow with all of this. 
that you're right on time. Don't have to force it. Don't second guess it. If you're second guessing, if you're doing any of these worryings and, you know, chatter things, that's ego. Immediately look at this Sabian symbol and say, let me just image, imagine in my, in my being, in my stillness, in my listening, this empty, this handbag being emptied, a satchel, whatever it may be. For men, you know, do you have a backpack? Do you have a, you know, a purse? Whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. For women that have the, a purse or a handbag, or whatever, just imagine a sack, a handbag, and you're emptying out the content. You're just emptying it out. You're not searching. You're not looking. You're just emptying it out. You're not judging it. You're not sorting through it. You're not looking backwards. You're just in the moment of releasing it. So as for the, the fresh, clean air to cleanse it, to purify it, this purifying release. So, because the second thing they said was, again, the wheel, they said the wheel of destiny, of fate, of deliverance is at hand. And then I saw the life path, and I immediately saw the, like, palm readers. And, you know, again, and it's, a, it's an ancient art of divination that one would read palms. And it struck me in that moment that our destiny, our, our life plan, our map is in our impression, our, our, our fingerprints, our hands. It's there. Most have forgotten how to connect with it, read it, be one with it. And yet it's been there all along. And so they said the wheel of destiny, of fate, of deliverance, hexagram 40, is at hand. The life path, this palm reading, the reading of palms, the reading of your life plan, of your life path, is there. And so I'm going to jump to, back to hexagram, or jump to hexagram 40. And it is known as liberation. It is known as deliverance, liberation, deliverance. The action is to untangle. So again, ego, mind, personality, this force that has been dictating and driving. And we're going to untangle. Alexander the Great was the one that came along and quote unquote cut the Gordian knot. It was this entangled knot. And nobody could figure out how to, quote unquote, untie it. He walks up, draws his sword and goes, whoosh, with one cut. Because no one had ever said that you couldn't cut through it. It was never said that you couldn't do that. That you couldn't just with one fell swoop, whoosh, release, liberate, untangle. And you can see this, this astrological event playing to the history of Alexander the Great. What, what did he do? What did he offer? Its hidden influence is known as after completion. That hexagram was saying, oh, we've completed something, and now you're going to receive. How do you know? Well, you're going to start receiving supernatural benefit, blessings. They're going to come to you. And it says after completion. Its hidden influence is after completion. Renew. A purifying release. Well, what happens after that? Renewal. 
There's something new. And its underlining cause is 37, family, support. It's to know that in the greater scope of things, our divine family, our soul family, our soul source connection, this greater family, this greater support is there, has always been there. And we in the new will recognize, witness it more, interact with it more, come into, um, they're, they're saying come into valuation with it, meaning to see, to, to value, to know its value, to know our value, our worth. Because many of us, you know, many suffer from, you know, lack of self-value, self-worth, all of these things. They're ego, they're mind-driven. A, a quote-unquote uh, corrupted personality, corrupted ego. And corrupted just meaning filtered, you know, uh, clogged is a, is, is a better word. And so, and of course, the old paradigm was, Okay, through karma, through lifetimes and so forth, we will polish and cleanse and wipe away that that corruption, that clog, that that blockage. Well, Freudian not. Uh, all that gets cleansed. So it talks about here in hexagram 40. There is no real difficulty that requires outward movement, meaning it's always an inside job. It's always internal. We talk about this a lot. And I'm going to just quickly read from, uh, this is Cafe Au Soul, Carrie Hone. I, I love her. I love cafeosoul.com. So it, it really does a beautiful job on me um, talking about the hexagrams and everything, each symbol and everything. So it says thunder over the abysmal water shows a sudden storm meant to release tension. This type, and, and by the way, we've been talking a storm, a sudden storm. We've been talking about stay in the eye of the storm, stay in the eye of the hurricane. We, the tilt a whirl, you stay in the center. If you're out on the peripheral, it's chaos. It's messy. You're going to get banged up. You're going to get hurt. But if you stay in the eye of the center of the storm of the hurricane, you're good. And here it's talking about the abysmal water shows a sudden storm meant to release tension. This type of natural phenomenon happens when the leaves need to be removed from the trees during autumn. And again, when the protective husks sheltering springs rebirth are also removed. A rebirth, a renewal. In either case, something is being loosened so that rebirth is liberated. Something is being loosened, untangled, hands off the wheel, so as to so as to be freed, liberated from an old way. Whatever is blocking your ability to move effortlessly and joyfully through the world of events will be no match for the situations that unfold to help you let go. So again, this is where higher for ego versus source. <laughs> That oh, makes me laugh. <laughs> it's 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 no match. The hidden influence of after completion also underscores a need for renewal. 
the underlying cause of family suggested a time of nurturing and protection. Defensive ideas meant to protect anger or a lifestyle of hiding will be brought out into the open so that you can find deliverance from yourself. See, we're, we're needing to save ourselves from ourselves, from the inside. It's the ego. And again, there's a healthy ego, a healthy mind. Yes, 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 yes. However, when the layers, the corruption, the goo, corrupt that to a point that we cannot hear or we're not in alignment, we're not in the purity of our, of our true nature, our divinity, it's got to be cleansed. It's got to be purified. It's got to be released in order to receive. And we're talking about the Aquarian age, right? We're leaving the Piscean, or we've left it, and we're in the Aquarian age. It's a return to a golden era, a time when we have a greater knowing, a greater purity, a greater sense of self. Not, I, not ego self, soul self. That's what this is talking about. So forgiveness is not something we offer others, but something which leads to our freedom. The upper trigram of arousing hits like a bolt out of the blue to lead us from the abysmal danger. Whatever is transpiring will bring renewal and calm to the inner landscape. It is important that you return to a place of calm and renewal. G, J-I-E-G, releases tension and stress and is a time of letting go so that you don't drown in your own quagmire of negativity. So this is where you can see deliverance, liberation, is at hand. A wheel of destiny, fate, deliverance, is at hand. And it's simply a choice. It's simply, it's an inside job, and it is a choice. And you know, they're saying to me, you've already made up your mind. You already know. So, whichever it may be, whichever camp, whichever choice you're making, align with it fully. Because you're going to, you know, there's going to be two different experiences. There's going to be two different um, outcomes depending on what you choose. And should you be choosing this deliverance? Because they're going to deliver. They're going to deliver two different ways, two different experiences. So whatever you're, you know your soul to be choosing, choose it fully, wholly. Be present, show up, and be, be delivered, be ushered forward in that way. Um, item three is hexagram 20. And hexagram 20, and it was interesting that they had this go in the reverse, you know, 40 and then 20, but boom, double boom. 20 is about contemplation. It's about overview. It's about standing in the tower. And when you look at the tower card of the tarot, a lightning bolt hits the tower. You see people jumping out of the tower. It, and it's typically associated with um, negative 
negative meaning they perceive it to be a negative um, experience, which is not the case. The tower moment is divine and neutral. So again, it's only attachment, perception, and you know so forth that will color it positive or negative. It's divine. It's a divine act that occurs so as to dislodge us, move us forward, release us from something that we've been holding on to. And in hexagram 20 being overview, contemplation, it's to see things from a higher view, a higher octave. Because its action is literally view. It's hidden influence. We've had this many, many, many times. It's hidden influence is number 23, split apart. Pull something away from us, an old way, thoughts, beliefs, ego, the, a corrupted ego mind personality, so as to regenerate. Rebirth, renewal, regenerate. It's underlining cause, 34, great power to invigorate. So you can see like the tower moment isn't to harm. The tower moment is to release, is to inspire, to invigorate, to purify, to cleanse, to get us to move, kind of like move off the dime, move off of a place or a position that we're in, so as to expand, receive, regenerate. And it says you can only, there's a, a quote here, you can only lead others toward growth if you are willing to grow yourself. We've had that quote before in the show, some episodes back. Because this, this came up, and you can see where it's really playing a role in crescendoing here. And I'm just, again, going to read a piece of this. It says, a period of contemplation can come about for a variety of reasons. Perhaps your ego has been wounded, and you are stepping back to understand the part you played in getting hurt. You may have completed a job and are now stepping back to examine future direction. After a time of great power and invigoration, the underlining cause suggests that an anticlimactic period follows. And we were talking about the fact that we were in this kind of void. And again, don't push. It's not about forcing something. It's about allowing it to come to us. The hidden influence calls for splitting apart the past from the future. It is a time for regeneration. This hexagram has the appearance of a tower and there is a need to gain a wider view and take time out to consider your future direction. Others are drawn to those who exhibit an evolved understanding of life that can only come from showing their objectivity and willingness to listen and grow. What was Elizabeth's comment? To listen. I'm finding it easier to just listen. Not force it not force meditating, not forcing it to be something, but to simply a willingness to listen and grow. This means even as a leader, you are called to keep growing. And it reminds me of the beauty, you know, teacher, student, student, teacher. If you think that you're the teacher and you have not, you're the professor, the teacher, the, the president, the, the megalomaniac that has nothing else to learn, Okay, because we are always student, teacher, teacher, student. We're always in reciprocity. We always have the ability to keep growing, keep expanding. And, and I often say, as I've, as I've received this from the unseen, our life paths are there. 
And it's just to, to what degree, the more we let go, the more we allow, the more we advance, we listen, we expand, we stay out of judgment and attachment and all of this. It simply means the more, the more ground we cover, the more soul experience, soul ground, life experience we receive, we, we cover. That's the difference. It's how much or how little. It's up to our free will and to our, our choices, our decisions. Nothing in nature is stagnant, and careful contemplation is necessary prior to making changes. The wind blows over the earth, the image of contemplation. We are talking about this divine feminine force, spirit, source, wind blowing over the earth so as to purify, cleanse, release, liberate. You have the opportunity to climb the heights of what you have built to obtain a wider view. And remember, in last week's show, they said, reach for the stars and you will receive them. You have the opportunity to climb the heights of what you have built to obtain a wider view. I mean, this means literally it's on offer. What we're talking about is on offer. Are you willing to accept it? Are you willing to open yourselves to it? In the image of a tower that allows for a bird's eye view, find the white space that will allow you to remain objective in finding your way forward. You establish a course for the future by reinvigorating your roots. Reinvigorating who your, your true nature as the Sabian symbol was speaking to, your divinity, your true nature, your soul nature, not the, the corruption the ego mind has placed on it. Wind suggests purity and the washing of the hands. The master said, the ablution has been made, but not yet the offering. So it's like the desire has been made, but we've not yet really made the offer, meaning walk the talk, show up, do it. The ablution, washing of the hands, is how you remove the residue of red dust or the hardened perspective that can accumulate on your journey and, and open with reverence. So you can see here this is tying in. Here's this hexagram symbol tying into the, the cleansing, the purifying, the emptying of the handbag, the cleansing of the ego, the mind. Because we're, we're washing the hands, we're removing the hardened perspectives that can accumulate on the journey. So as to open to reverence. The offering is your willingness to remain malleable in all you do. Whenever the wind blows over the earth, it ushers in a changing climate. This is what they're talking about. And I'm going to post all of these. These, again, are from Carrie Hone from um, cafeosoul.com. So really wonderful, very informative uh, website and everything for everyone to go to. But I'll, I'll post these up. So you can see this really beautiful message here. That what's on tap is this purifying release. The unseen, your soul source connection, your family of support, 
angels, archangels, loved ones, you know, the 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 discarnate. Well, they are on tap, they've got our backs. They know as we know that we're moving forward. We are marching onward. And it simply comes down to one's choice, one's ego. Are you willing to suspend who you are so as to find who you are, who you truly are? Because the labels and the stories and the possessions and all of that corruption, that clogging ego stuff has gotten in the way. And when you return to center, it's the Russian nesting dolls. You know, when you keep unlayering them and all of a sudden you get down to the little, it's it's Jack Frost in, in Rise of the Guardians, the animated Disney Pixar movie. You know, he had to find what was at his center. That's what this is talking about. This is the moment that we purify and cleanse, release, so as to receive so as to then bear witness to a whole new way. And again, the uh, the caution, I guess, I'm not sure that's the right word, but the the thing, its opposite is to be caught in the past, is to not release, to not surrender that, to be caught in the chaos, to be caught up in the red dust. Can you imagine trying to see through red dust? It's to remove, you know, so this moment is about, are you staying in the dust or are you moving to remove the, res the residue of the red dust to release it? So really powerful. Thank you all so much for bearing with me and bouncing between all of these. Sometimes it's a really, it's a lot to try and get out and also um, stay grounded in the sense that it's, tangible. I'm always mindful. I have, I always have the Lady Jacqueline in my head, making it, uh, to make it literal and practical. Um, because again, we are having, we are souls, we are um, divine beings having a human experience. We are on planet earth. We are each walking, experiencing our lives. And this moment says to me that What's on offer can be as simple as walking up and cutting the Gordian knot, slicing. Whoosh. It doesn't have to be complex and troublesome, and um, and we don't have to cling to an old way. We need only rise, rise up, meaning rise up from within to usher in, to receive a new way of being. And collectively, when that happens, it's a whole new world. So I'm going to leave you with all of that. I can't thank you enough for all of you joining, sharing your comments. Um, a shout out to Elizabeth for that. Incredibly, there's the there's the uh, the beautiful golden thread of the tapestry weaving through. Where literally, I find it easier to listen, and here it is when you're willing to listen. It's this beauty of this. Risa, thank you for joining us. So beautiful soul family. We will be back next week on Wednesday for more weekly wisdom and insights. I am your host, dear James. The Lady Jacqueline, my beautiful co-host, is off this week.
but we will be back with you all tomorrow tomorrow next week hey you never know i might be back tomorrow maybe in the in the uh our private uh, group on facebook we're just going to keep walking this and we'll see what happens um but we'll be back for the weekly wisdom and insights uh next wednesday until then be well and as i often say wrap yourself in goodness love you all bye you've been listening to dear james live Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.